And now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley. And uh, Blake, we didn't do a show last week. Yeah, we didn't. Why we was that? that? That's that's kind of odd. Why was that? Yeah, why was I, that? I guess because we were quarantined. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I so, I mean, we have some fun stuff prepared for tonight, and we're going to yeah. get to that shortly. But I wanted to take this week's monologue to just kind of vamp a little bit about just everything going on. First thing I want to say is that this week is the last week we're going to mention anything related to coronavirus. Okay. This is this is the last week I'm going to mention anything related to the pandemic and the response and, and all that crap. Okay. Um, but I, I wanted to vamp on this a little bit because I just I I wanted to share my thoughts about how things have been going and and how I feel about everything and and maybe Maybe some people will share some of the sentiments that I have about it, or or maybe people have had totally different experiences. I don't know. Okay. Um, I I've been really angry. Really, I've been really angry and bitter and depressed. Um, I you know I I don't I don't mind talking about myself. People that know me know I'm a pretty open book. Um, I've dealt with depression over the years and. This the whole quarantine and social distancing and all that stuff has has just it's sucked. It's yeah. been terrible. Oh yeah. And I and I don't want to make like this week's episode is not going to be a big long thing about all the data that's out there and whether or not COVID nineteen was was overestimated or underestimated and all that. I definitely have my opinions about that stuff, but I'm a lot more concerned with uh, related ancillary issues yeah. around it. Yeah. The first one being that this is probably the first time in my life that and, and we because we talk about government and politics on the show a lot. And and I, I've certainly made it no secret that I'm not exactly a fan of the powers <laughs> that be. Um, but government has done lots of terrible things. But a lot of times those terrible things are things they're terrible in the abstract. Right. Like. Yeah. That thing you're doing is unconstitutional. Well, if you are supposed to be upholding the Constitution, then that's wrong. But if it doesn't affect you at home, then it's so easy to overlook. Yeah. And in some ways, that's bad, too, because if all the snakes are in Washington, D.C., up to no good, and it doesn't trickle down to you when they do it, then you might not be mad at the right people for the right reasons. Right. And, and that's a whole thing in of itself, but it's important. Um, but by and large, you know, like, oh, they're they're helping Saudi Arabia destroy Yemen. Look at the famine. Look, I mean, and, and those are all things are terrible, too. And and I'm not trying to say that that's not important or, or sad or frustrating. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't affect your gas price or your grocery bill or um, the, the your, your late night TV schedule, yeah. then you don't really feel it. And it's so easy for people to overlook those types of things. But this, all of the, the, the response to the whole pandemic crisis, the, the mandated closures of businesses, the, and, which has affected us, in, yeah. uh, certainly. Definitely. Um, that, this is probably the first time in my life that I have been negatively affected by the state in very palpable, direct ways. Personal ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ways that you that you feel and see when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, and not yeah. just not just ideological ways, not just political political ways, but in real life ways. Yeah. Um, and and it and it makes me angry, and it makes me bitter, and it makes me think about you know we so us here at I mean we were having a record year. Yeah, we were. I we mean were. we were mm-hmm. we were blown away. I mean twenty nineteen was a great year, and yeah. we were blowing twenty nineteen away. Oh yeah. We had we had clients who wanted to do business with us, uh-huh. and we had to turn them away because we told them we were afraid of getting a misdemeanor, right? Because there are cops parked outside looking for people trying to do business. Yeah, and that's like that's not okay. You it's know. it's so weird to even yeah. say those words out loud. Like that that yeah. was that that you're actually in in a weird sort of way you're literally in hiding. Like. I, you know, and I don't begrudge people out there who might be doing a little, you know, whatever with 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 their devil's lettuce, but most most people have never had to go to a black market. 
Yeah. Most people have never had to do things that in their in their own mind and routine were just regular parts of their daily life. Uh-huh. But be concerned that, well, if I go do my daily regular life today, I might get in trouble. Yeah. I might have some, I might be sideways with the law. That's, that is a novel concept, I think, for most people. And scary. It It is, it is scary. Yeah. It's, like I said, I, I tend, I have anger issues. I tend to be more angry than sad. <laughs> and in, in a lot of ways, it's more sad because you, I hope that this has been an eye-opening experience for people. The, the people who always say that could never happen here. Um, the people who, and I'd said this before, the people who always consider themselves to be the hero in their own life story, the people who think, um, you know, oh, I, you know, I would never, I'd never rat someone out. I would, oh, if Anne Frank was hiding in my, in, in, in my roof, I, I wouldn't tell the Gestapo where she was, you know, that, Lots of people have feel that way. Uh-huh. Lots of people think that to themselves because the, it makes them feel good. It makes them feel like that they're heroic somehow, even though they're not actually, by the way, they're not actually doing anything. It's, yeah. all, it's all in their head. <laughs> but it makes them feel like they're a hero or that they, they would like to think that they would yeah. do the right thing if push came to shove. Right. But then you see all the, the hotlines that are literally just, yeah. Just jam packed, full mm-hmm. of people ratting out their neighbors, yeah. ratting out local. Oh, that guy's walked his dog too many times today. Oh, these kids are out here playing and they're too close together and not wearing masks. All the videos that you see of them yeah. dragging people off of trains and buses because they're not wearing their masks and just it just goes to show a couple of things. First, that they're if you've it's I've and I've said this before too, and people get mad when I say it, but stay mad, I guess, because yeah. I'm right. The state will never have to really lay the hammer down on you because your neighbors will do it for them. Unfortunately, and that's so sad. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope that my listeners would never do such a thing. I hope my listeners instead of instead of if you see something, say something. I hope instead of is if you see something. You keep it to yourself, right? Because it's not worth the trouble. Like you should, you should ask yourself the serious question: like, is it worth killing somebody over this thing I don't like? Like, let's just say hypothetically the virus is terrible and you don't want it to spread. Is it worth killing this guy because he's out there trying? He's running his lemonade stand. If the answer is, of course not, which it is, by the way. If you're right. a human being and you have any empathy at all, the answer is never to hurt someone. If the answer is not to call the cops and watch them shoot the guy's dog and <laughs> whatever, <laughs> then then just keep your mouth shut. Just live right. your life. Yeah. And 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 I know that hopefully by May first, I know for the state of Tennessee, we're one of the states that hopefully by May first yep. everything is gonna start to reopen and get back to normal. Whatever that um, is. <laughs> you know, you if you don't think that's right, you can still stay home. Yeah. Like, like you can stay home. Yeah. You don't, just because we reopen on May 1st doesn't mean you have to be here. That's true. And, and we'll plug along. But the uh-huh. point being is, is that like this, this is genuinely the first time in my life that I actually thought, man, I was doing well and now things are crap and it's because of the government and there's nothing I can do. Right. And, and by and large, people are cheering it on. They're happy. It's crazy. Tread harder, daddy, is what they're, was what they're saying. Wow. And I just, I don't know. I know, I know that I'm not the only one. I know there's lots, and I know that there's other people out there that have been even more adversely affected than me. And I just want to tell everybody, I, I hope, I hope you're doing well. I hope you continue to do well. I hope, even though I'm afraid that there might be more rough times ahead, um, I hope you're figuring out more and more useful ways to take care of yourself take care of your loved ones and keep your focus at home and in your community and mm-hmm. finding positive ways that you can make that little microcosm of the world a better place. Um, I'm afraid the world is not a great place for a lot of reasons, but if you could just make your little corner of it a better place, then that's, that's winning. That's hashtag yeah, winning right that there. Is. Um, and that doesn't require any votes. Nope. That doesn't require any politicians or nope. any donations to any mm-hmm. uh, campaigns. 
that just requires hard work and dedication and spreading the message amongst you and yours. Right. <sighs> Very positive message. I, like I hope it. so because I don't I feel, feel like positive at all. <laughs> I, I I I think this is this is what I think is going to happen. I'm going to end up being one of those uh, artists or personalities uh-huh. that people. I hope that people like. So I'm going to kill myself. That's no, no, no. I'm going to blow my brains <laughs> no, out. No, you're not. No, you're not. But but we'll everyone like will look back. <laughs> it's like the guy that did like the the little the the Hawaiian ukulele version yes. of Over the Rainbow. Like that guy killed himself. I think. Is Didn't really Kamakalazi Ol? Yeah. That his name? So yeah. Like everybody <laughs> thinks of that song being very lighthearted yes. and 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 positive and spiritual, but the guy killed himself. So that's yeah. going to be me. I'll kill myself no, 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 no. because I'm no I'm hunkering under the weight of the world. But maybe people will look back and think. Well, that was a positive message that that guy gave before he <laughs> jumped off a bridge. That's oh, come on, man. What? It's better than that. Come on, you make your own happiness, right? <laughs> no, that's what. And again, do as I say, not as I do. True. I, I'm yeah. giving that message, like I've given that to you. So yes. that's yours now, uh-huh. and I hope you take that message and run with it. I'm sure. just going to wallow in misery, but I hope you guys, <laughs> I hope you guys do the best. Yeah. The rest of the show is going to be awesome. We'll be right back after this. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Uh, Blake. Yes. What time is it? It's time for... Meme of the Week. <laughs> Which sold out faster this month? <laughs> you know, this was going to be our our stuff for last week, but we ended up we ended up uh, cancel. We, we took a week off, yeah. So this is actually a week old, but I think it's, it's still, still good. It's so, still great. Um, it's so great. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you're going by from the time he ended his campaign, then he totally sold out faster than the toilet Full paper. Full on, man. Full on. I said it. I said <laughs> this was going to tell Did I not say this is what was going to happen? You, dude, you totally called it, dude. Did I you not totally spend like it. two or three weeks talking about how <laughs> as much as I disagree with that commie POS, I would respect him more if he if he gave a big F you to the DNC. Right. I'm going to stay in this thing to the end because yep. you guys are freaking rats and you're <laughs> And you're and you're rigging the whole election, and then when it's over and it's not me, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna freaking run as an independent to siphon yep. off all your votes. I'm gonna totally trash your chances yep. because it's not about it's not about party. Like if you if you had a single principle in your body at yeah. all, if you believed in anything, right. it wouldn't be about the party. It wouldn't no. be about the other guy, by the no, way. No, no, no. It wouldn't be about who you're running against. It would be about I think that this is the best way to move forward and I'm going to share my message and see who's with me. But that's not what that man is about. That man is about this. That's right. And he's going to fall in line. So screw that guy. He fell in line, didn't he? Wow. (laughs) Did I not say that? I said this back like... you nailed that on the head, man. You nailed it. I don't know why anyone thought anything different. Like all the (laughs) Bernie bros, man. Like I I, I said before, I, I feel no sympathy for the commie. I feel some sympathy for the kids who they've never been politically active before, mm-hmm. and this is their first brouhaha, you yeah. know, and they think that they've found their guy. Yeah. First of all, if it's if it's a politician and they work in Washington, it's not your guy. Yeah, not your 1, guy. 1,000%, it's not, not your, your guy. guy. Not your There's guy. no such thing as you. None of those guys are your guy. None right. of them. None of them. No. Or gals, excuse me. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that is funny, man. That's just so... I just can't get over that. Bernie Sanders versus toilet paper. Like we were we were going to do an episode last week that was going to be called No Refunds. And I was going to do most of the episode about that. Yeah. But it's it's done though. Yeah, now. it's done. It's he's exactly where we all knew he would be, yep. which is licking the boots of whoever the democratic establishment i love by the way it wasn't our meme of the week but i love the meme of it's like a it's it's a it's a crappy cartoon caricature of bernie yeah and it's something in in the text is something like um you know uh resist the establishment oops i lost 
Um, I'm giving your money to the establishment. Vote for the establishment, please. <laughs> I, it's it's true. If you're if you're endorsing Joe Biden, you're like yeah. that's establishment 101. That's right. So so anybody who thought that he was some type of people's champion, you're just you're just an idiot. That's it, you you you're an idiot, and we all are sometimes. Yep. We, okay. We've all been there. We're all responsible. So you look stupid. So now you get to wipe that egg off yep, your face. That's right. And hopefully in the future, you realize you mm-hmm. can't find your salvation in Washington. Think he'll ever run again? He's old. Yeah, I don't think, think he'll old. run again. But if, if he were four years younger, he'd run in 2024. But he's, he's <laughs> that's not. Right. He's, he's never going to quit. <laughs> I mean, like like him and Biden both. I yeah. mean, they're both like, I think they're 79 and 78. Jeez. So they'll be 83 and 82. Oh. Nah, they, they won't. Old white guys. They won't then. <laughs> Well, you even look at like, you know, we love Ron Paul, but Ron oh, yeah. Paul, I don't think he should have even run in 2012, but he definitely wasn't going to run in 2016. Cause uh, I mean, at some point it's like, just enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, Biden doesn't have much long, no. longer left to live. He may not even survived. Why are we talking about this? I, don't know. I said we weren't going to. No, I don't know. This is your fault. <laughs> it's not my You're fault. You're not keeping me on track. <laughs> Jesus. Let's, let's do the, let's do the viewer mail. Here you go. I I spent like half an hour putting that sound effect in there. This is this is why we're this is why we're broke. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. It has everything to do with me dicking around with the graphics all day. Uh, All day, all day. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Jeff Johnson from Gillette, Pennsylvania, writes, uh, "Dear Alan and Blake, who spends more time doing their hair for the show, you or Blake?" Um, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually willing to bet that it's you, Blake, because uh, I literally do nothing yeah. but get out of the shower. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, these 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 golden locks require a little bit of effort, but you know, yeah. All right. But dude, those curls you're rocking though. But man. I don't do don't anything. Don't you like though. make those, or is that no, natural? This is all natural. That's insane. I'm just that awesome. That's that's awesome. Look, I was Jon Snow before there was a Jon Snow. <laughs> I'm I'm older. I'm pretty. I'm older than Kit Harrington. So this, I, he's he's me. I'm not doing the Jon Snow. He's doing the Alan Mosley. That's, that's awesome. All right, uh, Amanda Bowers from Nashville, Tennessee. Right, oh, from from Nashville, yeah, right, right up the road, road here. Um, Amanda Bowers writes, uh, "Dear Alan and Blake, is now a bad time to reread Atlas Shrugged? I th- I'm thinking yes, but fortunately, I'm not prone to nightmares. Do you think I should stick to fiction? Um, it's always a bad time to read Atlas Shrugged because it's a crappy book." Like, I don't know anything about like it. There's so, so go, like, there's so, like, it's such a cult of personality <laughs> thing, too. Like, so many people want, they want to like Ayn Rand because of some of the things that she stands for. But that doesn't mean that something, any one particular thing she produced is good. Right. It just, I don't know it might about. have meaning for you. It might be, it, there might be symbolism in there that you enjoy. The book is Garbo. Just. She asked the question. You had the answer. There you go. <laughs> There's nothing more to it. <laughs> uh, Eric Perry, Eli from Gainesville, Florida, writes, uh, Boo Gators, writes, oh, yeah. um, Dear Alan and Blake, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Blake, do you like Star Wars or Star Trek more? <sighs> I'm going to have to say, I, oh, I, I beg to differ. I refuse to answer that question. Okay, so I'm. Because they're both awesome. So I'm, I'm going to show you how to do this. What you do okay. is you deflect. So I, I like oh. Star Wars and Star Trek both, but there's cap. So first of all, Star Wars is dead because the new, the new trilogy ruined it. So like it's ruined it. So this, I'm, I'm back on a tangent. This go. is, again, this is the, totally the producer's you, fault. But they asked. <laughs> so I, I will never like the first four seasons of Game of Thrones are amazing. And I don't think I'll ever watch them again. And that's weird to say, like, didn't you just say they were amazing? Why won't you ever rewatch them? The end of the show soured me. It was so bad. The way they ended the series was so bad. I'm so soured on it. I don't think I can go back and enjoy it. That's, I get that sentiment. And in Star Wars, it's the same way. Like they've they made Star Wars so bad over the last four or six years mm-hmm. that I I can't even I just can't even go back and watch any Star Wars. That's how it is. Okay. Um, I I would have in the past said Star Wars over Star Trek. With that said, I, I liked them. I liked in the past tense them both. Yeah. As far as Star Trek goes, though, don't care for the original series. I'm not a boomer. Sorry. Oh, um, Next like Generation was great. <laughs> Next Generation was great. Yes. Love Most Next people generation. say that that's the best. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that it's very good. Yes, it's okay. But I actually, believe it or not, my favorite Star Trek series is Deep Space Nine. 
And I know that that is controversial. Like that, we'll have to do a whole segment no, someday. I, I right now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know. It hold was on. Good. It was good, man. Right now, there's people in the chat going. They're doing this number on their well, keyboard saying Deep Space Nine is the black sheep. Next no, generation is no. the best. What's wrong with you? Come on. It's. It just yeah. is. I'll I'll explain that some. That is a day. very contentious question. How dare you ask that? Okay. There there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what? You apologize to our fan Blake. Sorry. That's no way to talk to Eric. Uh, Celeste Annis from Niagara Falls, New York writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your favorite kind of cheese? What's your favorite cheese, Blake? I grew up eating good old-fashioned Kraft American cheese slices, if they're even really cheese, but hey, America, man. No one asked you what you grew up eating. Is that your favorite? I have to say that is my favorite cheese. Although, a nice slice of fresh Munster does not, not set too bad with me. Okay, so Kraft American cheese is god-awful. Yeah, it's garbage, it's, but dude. But you just, why is it your favorite if you admit that it's garbage? Because I grew up eating it. it there's something nostalgic about that. Like, even today, I will still go in the refrigerator, and I will grab a slice of Kraft American cheese, and I will nosh on that bad boy. I don't know why. It's salty and oily, but I love it. It's It's just, you know, it's good. But yes, that's my favorite cheese, and I, I, I stand by that, and I, I will, I'm not ashamed. I'm sorry the correct answer was Pepper Jack. Moving on, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Carranza from uh, Colville, Washington writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake, um, so we're going boar skulls or bear skulls for decoration. So this is this is the guy. This is the guy who, who's decorating his house with skulls. So so he wrote in asking if human skulls were appropriate. And then it and then it translated into the, it was going to be in the den instead of the bathroom. Okay. And now he's asking boar skulls or bear skulls. Um, so first of all, Jonathan, get help. <laughs> um, and second of all, if you can get a boar skull like like with the tusks, that'd be kind of pretty epic. So now I need help. Well, I don't know. It, Jonathan's written in so many times. I know well, for I, home decor I, advice. I don't know. I, but I now that's what we're that. doing. It, it's a whole thing. So is it bear skull versus boar skull. Okay, it's a lot easier to get a boar skull than a bear skull. So I would think a bear skull would have a little bit more, you know, chatability about it. It's like that's yeah, a bear skull. You know, that's a boar skull. You know, it's bear skull for me. I mean, you shouldn't be making the decision based on what's easier, though. I mean, they're both easy if you're a man. Well, yeah. You know, it this, depends on if you're the one that got the skull, you know, how would you get that bear skull, man? With your pocket knife, you take him on, see a grizzly. That'd be a bragging trophy. right? Have you ever seen the movie, The Revenant? No. The the Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he gets mauled by a bear. I need to watch that. Okay, I'm, all right, to I'm, I'm going to tell you, by a bear. I, I literally <laughs> looked at the timer and saw that we're way over time. And so since we're way over time, I'm going to tell a quick story. Okay. Tell okay. Me. So anyway. Uh, I was out visiting in East Tennessee, and I had taken the then girlfriend, now fiance, Anna Kay, with yes. me. And um, we were we were needing to kill time one day because we had some stuff going on that evening. And we were like, "Hey, we'll we'll go see a movie." We never go to the movie. We'll go see a movie. And and there was only two movies on at the theater that that gauged any interest at all. The first one was The Revenant. With uh-huh. Leonardo DiCaprio, sure. which is a very serious movie, very gory and bloody. He gets mauled by bears. It's crazy. It sounds um, awesome. And the second one was Deadpool, the first uh-huh. Deadpool. And I, and me, okay, listen, me being the good guy that I am, I said, Anna Kay, honey, why don't you pick which one that you would like to see? Uh, and she said, like, she figured, oh, Deadpool, it's about Deadpool comic book. Oh, it'll be stupid, crude humor. I won't like that. Let's go see the other one. She didn't even know what the other movie was. I will go see the other one that's not Deadpool. And I said, now, hold on a minute. Deadpool, yeah, it'll be a comic book movie, and it'll be crude humor and all that, but it'll be fun, and there'll be some action, there'll be some funny one-liners and yeah. jokes. Um, but I, I gotta warn you now, The Revenant is a pretty dramatic movie. Anna Kay doesn't <laughs> typically like really dramatic movies. And she doesn't, she definitely doesn't like movies that are very heavy, very yeah. serious or gory or anything okay. like that. I'd said, I don't think you want to see that movie. I think you would rather see Deadpool of these two, <laughs> of these two. Being the only and she said, no, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Deadpool. It sounds stupid. Let's okay. go see the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> so we go to the movie you. theater, right? Yeah. We go to the movie theater. She's just horrified into silence. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sitting here. So I'm sitting here watching the movie. I'm like, hey, I got, I got mauled by a bear. I look over. <laughs> Anna Kay's sitting here. She's just 
Oh, dear. <laughs> She's just rocking back and forth. I'm like, oh, my God. So, and, and to this day, I share the story that uh-huh. I just want it to be remembered that I gave you the choice, and then when you picked The Revenant, I then came back and said, are you sure that you want to go see The Revenant? It's a pretty serious movie. And she's like, no, I don't want it. Let's go see the other one. I don't want to see Deadpool. So we went to go see The Revenant, and now she's scarred for life, and now I'm the bad guy. (sighs) Commercial break? Sure, brother. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. Um... So I, this, I, I wanted to talk, I, I had a whole bunch of stuff in the stack and literally right before we went on, I decided I'm going to make this whole segment about this one thing and deleted everything else. Okay. Um, there was an article that was in Harvard Magazine that's, I mean, like this is, I've, like, so first of all, if you can't stand BS from the ivory tower, now's a yeah. good time to mute the audio. We'll be back in like 10 minutes. Um, but I, th- I actually wanted to read a little bit of this article. Okay, so sorry. go ahead. Bol- this was The Risks of Homeschooling. Oh, boy. Uh, by, what's that, Aaron O'Donnell? Whoever Aaron O'Donnell is, she needs to kill herself. Uh, oh, wow. hold on. I'm sorry. Go back. She needs to visit euthanasia.com. <laughs> I, I, I was really bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, know, I apologize I for my coarse language. She needs to visit euthanasia.com to get the information she needs to make the right choice. Right. I can't believe they're not sponsoring the show. I, that was good, right? I thought yeah, that, that was good. good. Anyway. Good. Okay. The risks of homeschooling. I, I want to read through this article because it's it's just rage-inducing. And, 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 and why even bother tuning into the show if not to see me angry? Um, <laughs> if there's one thing that's like a side effect of a lot of the pandemic stuff is a lot more people are doing a lot more things from home. And while I while it sucks that people are feeling forced to stay at home or they're losing their income. That's we we already talked about that. Yeah. The a silver lining might be that more people are finding out how much more self-reliant they could be. Yeah, that's and how a good many thing. how much better things could be if they did do them themselves and didn't rely so much on some of the systems that be out there. And homeschooling is what a lot of people are, are doing school work from home and a lot of people are finding out, you know what, my kids are happier not having to go to that literal prison five days a week and be stuck <laughs> yeah. in their little brick cubes. Um, that's awesome. So, I, I mean, great. That's yeah. great for everyone who's having a positive experience. Um, but uh, the, the eggheads at Harvard think that homeschooling is, is dangerous and that shouldn't happen. So I want to read through this. A rapidly increasing number of American families are opting out of sending their children to school, choosing instead to educate them at home. That's great news, by the way. Yeah. Homeschooled kids now account for roughly 3% to 4% of school-age children in the United States. That's three to three to four out of 100 is nothing, but oh, oh no. Yeah. A number equivalent to those attending charter schools and larger than the number currently in parochial schools. Yet Elizabeth Bar- Bartholet, uh, Wasserstein Public Interest Professor of Law and Faculty Director of the Law School's Child Advocacy Program. That sounds like something that shouldn't exist. Uh, sees risks for children and society in homeschooling and recommends a presumptive ban on the practice. Wow. So we could just cut the segment right here and wrap up for the day. We're not going to because I'm going to run my mouth. But we could stop right there. <clears throat> if they're advocating banding, banning the voluntary interactions of other people, they're wrong. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So they, they want to ban homeschooling. Homeschooling, she says, not only violates children's right to a, quote, meaningful education and their right to be protected from potential child abuse, but may keep them from contributing positively to a democratic society. Lady, I can tell you, um, no one's getting a meaningful education in a government-run school. That's number one. And number two... Um, we need a lot less people contributing to the democratic society. We need a lot more people staying at home, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, she says, we have an essentially unregulated regime in the area of homeschooling. Noticing how she uses the word regime, she makes it sound like it's foreign and yeah. terroristy. 
Uh, Bartholet asserts, all 50 states have laws that make education compulsory. Yeah, because coercion is is wrong. It's morally and ethically wrong. And state constitutions ensure a right to education. There's no such thing. But if you look at the legal regime governing homeschooling, there's that regime word again. Um, there, so by the way, so, so government schools are not a regime, only homeschoolers. That's a regime. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. There are very few requirements that parents do anything. Even apparent requirements such as submitting curricula or providing evidence that teaching and learning are taking place, she says, aren't necessarily enforced. Only about a dozen states have rules about the level of education needed by parents who homeschool, she adds. That means, effectively, that people can homeschool who've never gone to school themselves, who don't read or write themselves. Wait, I thought, I thought school was compulsory. Yeah. So how do these people not know how to read or write? Right. <laughs> uh, in other handful of states, parents are not required to register their children as homeschooled. They can simply keep their kids at home. So, so she takes exception with the fact that they're not being required to register their kids in a government database. Oh, no. This practice, Bartlett says, can isolate children. She argues, you're never more isolated than in a public school. She argues that one benefit of sending children to school at age four or five is that teachers are mandated reporters required to alert authorities to evidence of child abuse or neglect. A public school is child abuse. (laughs) Uh, so I don't see them reporting that they're just cogs in the wheel. So they're abusers, right? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Teachers and other school personnel constitute the largest percentage of people who report to child protective services. I know they do. They're, they're, I I was about to say DS. I can't say that word anymore, but our fans at home will know they're DSers. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, whereas not one of the 50 states requires that homeschooling parents be checked for prior reports of child abuse. Even those convicted of child abuse, she adds, could still just decide, I'm going to take my kids out of school and keep them at home. Uh, That makes them great parents. Get your kids the hell out of school. As an example, she points to the memoir Educated by Tara Westover, the daughter of Idaho survivalists who never sent their children to school. Although Westover learned to read, she writes that she received no other formal education at home, but instead spent her teenage years working in her father's scrap business, where severe injuries were common and endured abuse by an older brother. Bartholet doesn't see the book as an isolated case of a family that slipped through the cracks. That's what can happen under the system in effect in most of the nation. This is very important to point out. She, so she claims that that's not an isolated case, but then she says that can happen under the system in effect. So because of the bad things that could happen if we allow people to make their own decisions and raise their own children, we must make them do what we want. So you can't make your kids do what you want, but we can make your kids do what we want. I, I was going to lay I was going to save this zinger till the end, but I got to share it right now. Okay. It's not it's not bad enough that the socialists consider your property as their property. Yeah. They consider your children as their property. And if, if that doesn't, if that, if you don't understand right off the bat how evil that is, then you just don't get it. You're not understanding this whole segment that you don't even understand how evil these people are. Uh, yeah, we're just going to skip that one. So anyway, uh, she views the absence of regulations ensuring that homeschooled children receive a meaningful education equivalent to that required in public schools as a threat to U.S. democracy. That's all the more reason we need it. We, we should be threatening U.S. democracy. U.S. democracy is a freaking sham. Oh my God. I'm going to skip to the end because I'm, my yeah. blood pressure is too high. Yeah, you're turning foolish, um, you know. Bartholet maintains that parents should have, quote, very significant rights to raise their children with the beliefs and religious convictions that the parents hold. But requiring children to attend schools outside the home for six or seven hours a day, she argues, does not unduly limit parents' influence on a child's views and ideas. Okay, so again, she's, she's trying to play that political game, but she's, she's full of crap. Um, no one, she says, very significant rights to raise their children no one has a right to raise your children over yours. That's right. No one no has one. a right to your kids more than you. That's right. Period. Full <laughs> stop. 
is and this is another thing too, and this is this is where we lose people, but people have got to get back on board. This is not a debate. This is not a discussion. Right. Your rights and your sovereignty are not up for debate. That's right. The government doesn't give you rights. Right. Your rights are inherent to you in nature as you're in as that a living, correct. breathing human being. Yes. If government did not give you your rights, then they can't possibly take them away. Right. You can't take away something that you didn't give in the first place. Exactly. So since you don't, you are not imbued with your rights from government, government cannot possibly take them away. There's no, this is not a debate. I can't yeah. stress this enough. This is not a discussion. We're not having a debate. We're no. not going to come to a negotiating table and you propose your plan That's and right. me propose my rights and us meet somewhere in the middle. This is not a discussion. This is not a debate. We're not going to meet somewhere in the middle. Right. You maintain your rights. That's right. No one owns your children. There are your kids. You make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Period. Full stop. Yeah. So she says at the end. She concedes that in some situations, homeschooling may be justified and effective. No kidding. No doubt there are some parents who are motivated and capable of giving an education that's of a higher quality and as broad in scope as what's happening in the public school. So public school education is literally less than worthless. So if you do anything, it's better. Um, but Bartlett believes that if parents want permission to opt out of schools, the burden of proving that their case is justified should fall on parents. I think an overwhelming majority of legislators and American people, if they looked at the situation, would conclude that something ought to be done. Let me read that last part again. <laughs> Bartholet believes that if parents want permission to opt out of schools, so again, permission. they live in a world where it is presumed that they own your kids. That's right. They believe that your children are their property and you have to beg their permission to have them back. These people are monsters. Just that one sentence should tell you everything about this person as a human being. The burden of proving that their case is justified should fall on parents. I don't have to prove a damn thing to the government. That's right. They are unfit to exist. Get this out of here, Blake. Hold on. Before we kill the, before we kill the segment, go ahead and pull up the other thing that we had in there. There you go. But yeah, so pull up the other thing we had in there. The first thing? The, the no, the other thing. The other what thing. is wrong with you, Blake? This thing. This thing? Harvard nets nearly $9 million in coronavirus aid from Federal Cares Act. Ugh. I have, so, okay, so people are out there getting their $1,200 stimulus. So a lot of people are not going to get a dime more. A lot of people haven't gotten their stimulus yet. A lot of people aren't going to get a dime more in unemployment because either they don't qualify or their state can't process it. Uh -huh. And they remember that remember the PPP, the PP, the PPs are empty, Blake. The the, <laughs> the payment protection program that was supposed to be for small businesses. No. It's empty already, by the way. So um, fast. I wonder where all that went. Hmm. Yeah, and we're never going to know. Most of no. it went to a bunch of cronies, uh, and and, <laughs> yeah. and most and, and a chunk of it went to people like Harvard University. Oh, yeah. Harvard, which by the way, they have like a forty billion dollar endowment fund. They got $9 million in stimulus relief. Get these people out of here. We, we got to go to commercial break so that yeah. I can, like, take some Xanax or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. The uh made it. I was worried there I got for it a right second. That time. I was worried there for a second. Um, so it's it's time for our throwaway segment. But but before we get to that, I wanted to say. Um, so somebody had a birthday since we were last on. Oh, stop it! Somebody somebody had a birthday. I'm old. Somebody this, had right a birthday. Here. I think there's actually white in there somewhere. Somebody had a birthday. Don't uh, don't even start, dude. You, like, where is it? Where is it? No, it's on. You, you see no, all that, wait, dude? What? Where? I, don't, don't even uh, start uh, with uh, me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you are old, but you don't look old. No, I know. 
So there you go. I, I'm blessed. I mean, if you if you had the choice between looking old and feeling old, which would you choose? Oh, dude, I I, I don't man. You know, I wouldn't want to feel old. You wouldn't want to feel old, but let's face it, we gotta look good. Yeah, we do have to look good. I mean, I I feel old as something else. Yeah, but you look good. I definitely do. All right. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, everybody wish Blake a happy birthday. He's uh, he's he's years old, and. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations still on still being alive. <laughs> Congratulations. You're a year closer to death. I mean, t- I mean that's true, but you're you're closer to death now than you even were in the last segment. Thank you. Yeah, yeah every know. second. You know what? You're welcome. How depressing. Um so there was a thing going around on social media that I thought would be fun for us to do really quick before we go to the finale. People were people were like it's everyone has cabin fever from being uh, stuck yeah. in the quarantines. And so they're like figuring out ways to waste time. So <laughs> people were debating. Uh, this was on Twitter, I think. It was name your five perfect movies. And okay. so different like classic movies and stuff would be trending at different times. And people saying, oh, yeah, that's on my list. What's the criteria for perfect? It's Just perfect which movie. ones you like the most? or No, it's a perfect movie. Made movies. What a perfect movie! Oh, perfect movie! A perfect movie. Mm. There, are, there. Are, I mean, to be so, uh, that's Man. a good question to ask. There are absolutely like like songs. There's songs that I like yeah. that I can objectively say, well, I like this song. It's not like, it's not legendary. Might not be a know? perfect song, but you there. Like- so when as it pertains to cinema, like I like, there's movies that I can watch that I can say, oh, I'm I'm glad I watched that movie, but it wasn't a perfect movie, right? Per- a perfect movie is a perfect movie. It's perfectly cast. It's perfectly acted. It's perfectly directed. Perfectly written. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, I, I don't it's know a I'm high qualified. criteria. I don't know. Go ahead, you first. No, 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 no. no I, okay, okay. I, well, okay. I'll, I'll I'll start with I'll start with. We'll, so we'll go back and forth. I don't know if we'll. I, I don't okay. know if we'll do five. I think so. I'll I'll start with the easy one. The Godfather. The Godfather is a perfect movie. I've heard that. What does I've that mean? That. I've heard The Godfather's a perfect movie. What do you mean you've heard it's a good I'm movie? I'm one of the few men on this planet that has not seen The Godfather and it's Why is your audio so low, by the way? I don't know. Why is my audio so Turn low? Turn your audio. No one can even hear you. I can, yeah, they can hear me. I'm trying to be my loud. My audio's a lot lower yeah. now, too. Turn that audio back to I'm where it was it when we started the All show. Right, there we go. Quit tweaking my show! <laughs> All right, so anyway. Okay. What do you mean you haven't watched I, The I, Godfather? I've never seen The Freaking Godfather in its entirety. I did. I never had a chance to in life. Every single time in my life I've ever tried to watch The Godfather, something would make it stop. Either I had to go somewhere or something would just distract me. And it's, it's long and, and ugh, I don't know. I've just never seen the thing in its entirety. I feel like I've missed out on a major chunk of manhood because I've not seen that freaking movie. I think we should do like a... <laughs> like like an it's too late watches like we'll yeah. watch the godfather well i sure great but you know okay what's your number two no it's it's time for you to pick a my movie. my number one <laughs> no wait no there is no there's no list there's no, there's, numbers. There's no number one perfect it's, it's, movie. it's name five perfect movies perfect movies yeah you're gonna die when I tell you what I think of I, well, you've movies. already not watched The Godfather. So I can't possibly have a lower opinion. So go ahead. One of my, one of my, what I think is a perfect movie, and you're going to kill me for this. I just know, and so is everybody else. Spaceballs, perfect. That's fine. That's Spaceballs fair. is a perfect movie. That's fair. If, Mel Brooks no, that's, is that's, a genius. That's a perfectly reasonable. Answer. I love Spaceballs. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. It do, it, now that doesn't excuse you from the fact that you haven't watched The Godfather, which is <laughs> no, literally like the me. greatest. I movie know of I'm all guilty time. for that. Come on, you know I, I'm doing the best I can here. Okay, so all right, that's fine. Yeah. Well, okay, so that no, that's yeah. good. So I, I'm not gonna pick five dramas. That's no, that's no, no, cheesy. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick different movies sure. of different genres. So okay. okay, so you listed a comedy. Uh huh. I'm gonna I'll I'll name a comedy. I think that Dumb and Dumber is a perfect movie. I agree. Dumb and Dumber. I agree one hundred percent. Dumb and Dumber is a great they, movie. That movie was very well thought out. There was great comedic timing. Everything about that movie had you rolling on the floor the whole time. It really like yes. a lot of people looking yeah. back, they think, "Oh, that was a that, that's just a silly no. movie." Ha ha! No, it's oh, funny. It's actually genius. There's yes, a lot was. of jokes in that movie. Yes, it was. It's it's yes. a, it's it's a perfect. I I genuinely think Dumb and Dumber is a perfect yeah, movie. It's a perfect movie. It really okay, is. so. Dumb and Dumber, uh-huh. The Godfather. Yep. You never heard those two in the same sentence. Right? Now you have. <laughs> Spaceballs. Um, you said yeah. Spaceballs. Yeah. Do you do you have another one? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna throw this one at you. Okay. Uh, the color purple. 
I think the color purple is as close to a perfect movie for me as you can get. Didn't really of the movies I've ever seen in my life. You never saw the color purple? I've seen it. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't love it. it. Well, I still think it was a great movie. Okay. Well, I mean, but you haven't seen the Godfather. Who cares? No, I haven't seen the Godfather. Um, uh, okay. Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, good movie. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption is a perfect mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's pretty close to freaking perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything um, like that that absolutely completes the story in such a satisfying way, mm-hmm. and all the way through it, the story is told. Ah, man, yeah, that's a good. Okay, one. do you have another one? <sighs> Shoot. Uh, oh man, it just came to my head a second ago. Oh, what was, what was the one with? Uh, oh man, the fugitive. Did you see the fugitive? The fugitive? Yeah, the Harrison fugitive Ford, was the a fugitive? freaking perfect movie. I thought that was pretty freaking perfect. I didn't think okay, there was anything so the in there fugi- that So I me. consider The Fugitive an example of a movie that I personally really like, but uh-huh. I don't think it's a perfect movie. Perfect movie. Perfect. Like it goes into it somewhat. Though. I don't think I, it's I don't know. perfect. Okay. I do think it's good. Okay. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. I think Ooh. Saving Private Ryan is a perfect movie. When that movie came out, I was sitting in the front row of the theater. Mm-hmm. I lost it. I went but freaking nanas when that first scene in that movie with the battle and all those dudes getting blown away. I, I, I almost had to leave. I was so mad. I was ready to punch a wall. Yeah. It pissed me off so bad. I could not stand that first 15 Wait, minutes. This, this whole segment is supposed to be fun. Don't, but be, yes, don't, don't be pissed but no, off. Hey, I don't, no, no, no. But yes, but okay. that's what a movie should do to you. And okay. that's why that's a perfect movie because it should bring you there okay. because that's what that was like. All right. That's fine. Okay. Do you have any more? Um, dang, I, I keep, I keep thinking of them and they keep coming out of my head when you bring up another one. Uh, I the princess bride, the princess bride to me. That's okay. A movie. All right. It's story time again. This is the last story. Cause we're, <laughs> we're way over time. And since we're way over time okay. and we got to do the finale, okay. means I'm going to tell them the story go. really quick. All right. Okay, so remember my story from before where yes. I said Anna Kay decided yes. to go see The Revenant and it was totally her choice and she's Horrible. still mad yes. at me to this day about <laughs> making her see The Revenant even though it was her choice. Okay. Yes, yes. Like, you you know Anna Kay, right? Yeah, I do her. Yeah. Like, yeah. on I a scale of one to ten, how much do you think Anna Kay likes The Princess Bride? Knowing Just from Anna the Kay, little bit that I've met her, I bet she loves it to death. Anna Kay has never seen The Princess Bride. <gasps> No. I know. <laughs> and I told her this will instantly become one of your top five favorite movies if you'll just watch it. My God. And she hasn't seen The Princess what? Bride. Dude, you have got to tell you have got to get her to watch that movie. She I mean, went that's... to go see The Revenant and then oh. was scarred for life. She but she see won't that see as... The Princess Bride. She needs to see that as bad as I need to see The Godfather. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I Man. just don't even, I don't even understand. That would this change world her anymore. life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, All good. I, I'd like for the shows to be around like 43 minutes. <laughs> we're at 48, so, man. So when I look down there and I see that we're way over and we still have the whole finale to do, I get a little. <laughs> hey man, hopefully everybody's stuck with us this long. I hope so. You got nothing else to do, but nobody, sit at home nobody and quarantine. Nobody this show. <laughs> <laughs> watches the show you know actually a lot of people were mad last week i i i had left a post saying that you know maybe i could do a live stream at night from home but I, you know we're not going to do an episode this week and people yeah. were upset well that's a good thing that means someone cares about what i have no well, idea well then they should do that. they should compose the show <laughs> guys we will be right back right after this
We should. I'm serious. We should do that. We should totally do that. But first, you should like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash funnybroke. Also, you can follow me on Twitter. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can do so. At Twitter, it's at Alan M. Mosley. But you don't have to do any of that. You can subscribe to us on our webpage, which is funnybroke.com, but that's not even what that said. That said youtube.com slash funnybroke. Okay, so I was telling Blake during the break, though, that big, long party room commercials playing. We should turn that into an escape room. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like this is like the light bulb just went off. I'm dead. I'm dead serious right now, Blake. Doesn't that involve like a bunch of parlor tricks and hidden mirrors and like? Well, you gotta come. You gotta come up with puzzles and riddles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a bunch of extra ones so you could be changing it out. But yeah, we should. I'm serious. We should Why don't turn we just that into put a, a monopoly room. game on the table. You know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Excuse me for ever sharing any ideas with you. I, it's no, it's my fault. It's not yours. It's my fault for thinking I should ever share anything with you. I think it's genius. I'm serious. We should, yeah. we should, we, we should, should come up with room. a special party that's an escape room party, and come up with all sorts of ideas for it. It's genius. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. That, that, coming to you straight from the most innovative minds in America, buddy. Right if you're in chat, I want you to write at Blake Osborne and tell him whether or not you would like to see an escape room in the party. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why not? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, and we will see you next week.